0: It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now... Here's Richard Skinner.
1: Hey, welcome into today's Skinny Podcast here on Local12.com. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor. We're joined on Facebook Live as well. He's Jed DeMusey. He's got the Bengals Nation shirt sporting yeah. pretty nicely
0: there. You look sharp. A.J. McCarron this week. Is it really? A.J. McCarron this week. Then we take a week off because we've got the uh, some programming notes here. Yes. We've got the Saturday night game on Local12, so we're not going to have a Bengals Nation after ah, that's that. Right. that. That's right. That would be a little weird to do. But we do have a Bengals pregame show coming on before uh, CBS picks up the telecast on Christmas Eve. So after you open the presents, or you know, if you open presents Christmas Eve, that's kind of wrong, but maybe after you open the presents, you can check out our special. There Just you a go. a little programming note. And then the following week on Bengals Nation, we'll have Tyler Eifert to uh, round it out down at the Lager House And sing Christmas carols. Sure. We could do that.
1: You know, you probably can't see this on Facebook Live. I doubt you can, but I, I took a picture with AJ McCarron Saturday night. See him? At least that's who we thought he was after we'd had a few Christmas ales, and he thought he was great, A.J. McCarron, after we identified him as such. But uh, so there's our guest. Here's your guest right there. There he is. Okay. We saw him in Cleveland. Of course, he was Perfect. up there for the game, and he was apparently having a couple cocktails before the game as well. All right, we're going to get into Adam Jones here in just a second. We're going to hear from Adam Jones. Of course, we're uh, taping our podcast as we're doing this on Facebook Live. We'll take your questions as well. Rick Brewing, the man behind the, uh, the camera today and doing all the production work. Of course, you can join. He joins us uh, for our college basketball podcast on, on Mondays and Fridays. So it's appreciate safe you doing to say his time.
0: bag of tricks is better than Hugh Jackson's, I would say. Um,
1: well, unless you like flea <laughs> flickers from the goal line, how'd you like that play?
0: I don't think I've ever seen a flea, fl- flea flicker thrown into triple coverage before in my life. That was a, that was really well done. That was that was brilliant.
1: There's no question about oh it. Oh, boy. Um, you are, for the, just for full disclosure, you're you grew up a Browns fan. Everybody yeah. grows up somewhere, and you know yeah. I, I know sometimes Cincinnatians hate if somebody's a fan of somebody else, but you know you are a fan of what you are. You now work in this marketplace, right. but uh, you are a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. Um, just watching the demise over the last 37 games. What are they? Three and 34 <laughs> of the last 37 something awful. Like that, yeah. It's it's got it's not only got to be painful. It just it's it's got to be the point of such apathy that you really you can only laugh at it as
0: well, right? Well, and the apathy really is even worse because of the Cavaliers winning a title, right? Now it's not like every team is is the it, next ticket, you know, to 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 a championship. And thank goodness because if you had to watch the Browns every week with almost. Joy in your heart coming into the game. Right. I mean, you would be done by. I mean, it, it, they are an absolute debacle. Uh, where do you want to start with? with some of the mistakes that they that they made in that game with, with how...
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it was Robert Griffin throwing uh, a three-yard, three-yard check down into the dirt or the fullback <laughs> dropping and a touchdown wide open in the flat or the flea flicker from the goal line or the fact that the Bengals, who can't run the ball on anybody, run for over 200 yards. Pick pick your poison, my
0: friend. Go. I'm going to go with Christian Kirksey on the second Tyler Eifert touchdown. Who... Oh, good coverage. That was really good coverage. <laughs> and you know what? He's, he's top five in the league in tackles, and he should be because he's on the field 95% of every game that he plays. But if he would have – it's almost like the Sandlot. If he would have just stood there, he would have had a chance to make a play on that Tyler Eifert. Instead, he runs towards the sidelines. I don't know if he thought he was in zone coverage.
1: I'm not sure I've ever seen in, in, a, in a red zone situation or even down at the five where someone goes completely uncovered at the goal line.
0: Completely. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was uncovered. And uh, Dave Lappin, when I telestrated that play – on uh, on the sports authority sunday night dave had no explanation he it, it was just it was just a blown coverage and when you haven't won a game it, that, it gets those, magnified. those things are going to happen yeah. they, and they and, look and, silly and that happened i mean andy dalton andy dalton does not say anything bad about any other player. And that's that's kind of the thing. You know, you don't say anything bad about teams, especially Unless if they're you're Adam Jones that we'll get he, to in a minute. He could not help himself in the post game laugh and say, I, I mean, I guess, you know, it's pretty easy when he's wide open.
1: And Christian Kirksey, by the way, was the guy. I don't know if you saw the photo. Did you see the photo after the game? I think no. it was either before the game or I think it was after. He's holding a sign that apparently a fan had, a Browns fan hand, and he had this really sad look on his face. You can see it at local12.com. It's in the <laughs> gallery from the game where it says, all I want for Christmas is a victory. So and that's a player
0: holding that sign. That's not a good sign my friend. And the offensive line was terrible. Spencer Drango You've been better off putting Dolph Lundgren as Ivan Drago in for Drango because he was so bad. Austin Patster was bad on the offensive line. Cam Irving was actually pretty decent. It's bad when he's not your worst offensive Correct. lineman. Correct. That's bad. And, you know, I mean, it just starts from top to bottom. They thought they thought some of these guys were, were going to make a difference. They get these draft picks. I mean, they just swing and miss on draft picks. The one guy who did have a nice game for them was, was Ogba. I mean, yeah, Ogba yeah. on the defensive line, the kid from Oklahoma State, he had – I think at least one sack, one sack that I can that I can remember, and it was the last time Dalton was sacked. It was the fourth time he was sacked on the day. The offensive line for the Bengals did not the, the, look the, strong. The
1: Browns entered that game having sacked the right. opposing quarterbacks four times at home. They got Andy Dalton four times in the first half. Not yeah. good.
0: So there, I mean, there were some things. There were some uh, blemishes on on the Bengals' uh, docket, as it were, but. You know, when you it, it's hard it's hard to stay in the game. I think when you play the Browns, I really do. Yeah, no, no. I, you, you you come in and every every player you, you punish, the
1: entire, you punish them long enough, and then you go, eh, we're done.
0: We're right. good. And, we're good." And every player, every week, said, "We're going to come in, and we're going to put our foot on the gas pedal, we're going to score." They scored within three minutes of the game, and then they got the, the ball again and they scored again. So they did exactly what they set out to do, and then the Browns didn't cross the fifty in the first half. They had some chunk plays in the second half with Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, three
1: long runs, which is. Was a little, I talked to Paul Gunther about that yesterday, and, and he said, you know, I had my rush guys in, and he said, look, they're going to gouge you a little bit, but we can't allow what should have been a 12-yard run turn into 42 or 30 or 21. I mean, they had three runs of 21 yards or longer in the second half, and that that, that just can't happen either.
0: No, and again, that that kind of gets whitewashed over because even though when you look at the score, the score wasn't completely out of hand, there was no way... The Browns were winning that game. They were never in the game. No, they had. I mean, you look at it and say, "Oh, they're a couple possessions away. They're here. They're there." It, but it was, well,
1: they, it was twenty to ten, and they were around right. midfield. and Geno Atkins on back to back plays has enough and, and sacks Robert Griffin the third, and then that's that.
0: Yeah, and and Robert, I've never seen a quarterback. He's terrible. Overthrow suck a three yard out route. Talk by, about Robert Griffin by, suck by so. <laughs> I've never seen him Griffin, throw that suck. by so much. Suck. I mean, you know, and this is this is kind of... He sucked. Robert Griffin III suck. <laughs> this, kind of, this is kind of the new... We'll get to that. This is kind of the new trend where a quarterback plays for the Browns, and then next year you see him at the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Started with Johnny Manziel, and <laughs> next year could very well be... Uh, poor, Lamar be, be poor, poor Lamar Jackson. Poor Lamar Jackson. Well, he, he doesn't have to come out this That's year, true. thank goodness. That's true. But, um, no, just not good. And
1: and, and the thing is, they're not even close. No, it's not like you go, well, you know, they got these no. guys on IR. Um, you know, they're, they're, no, they they're, were completely healthy. <laughs> they're working, their, yeah, they're working their way through a, through a rookie quarterback. Um, they're getting a wide receiver off suspension for drug issues. Oh yeah, they had that guy already, but they don't have any of. They, they really don't have any of that. They are so no. far away from baseline no. four wins. Yeah. That it's it's at least three more years before they and can become respectable.
0: And Cody Kessler has looked competent this year. He's looked okay. Yeah, he's he's looked looked okay. okay. That's what, I don't know why you're wasting your time with Robert Griffin III. I well, really don't. Well, you, you may be wasting your time with Robert Griffin III because Cody Suck. Kessler could retire after this year. Yeah, because of concussions. He has taken so many hits because they cannot keep him upright. That, that you re- I'm, I'm not saying he's going to. I'm not saying he's even thinking about it. But if, if at the end of the year he said, I'm walking away.
1: No, we, we were actually surprised when when the inactives came out Sunday, the Browns only left two quarterbacks active, Robert Griffin III and Cody Kessler. Because if Griffin had gotten hurt, which he intends right. to do, Cody Kessler's one hit away from him being out and Terrell Pryor. Suck, playing quarterback. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, I mean, it, it, that's, that, that was a strange scenario. So, it it, was. They're, they're really, really bad, Jed. And if you are I, – I let me – I'll wrap it up with this before we get to Adam Jones and move on to a little bit other things of the game from the Bengals' perspective. Um, if the Cavs had somehow not come all the way back, and then you right. lump this year's Indians – Situation onto it, onto this Browns. How bad? (laughs) How how bad would the factory
0: of sadness be? Well, it it would be it would be pretty sad. I I think that the the time for new coloring book. Well. I could. I should have brought that. You up. should have brought that. I, up. I do have that in in the office here. What's the time? My daddy is sad because he's. Yeah, this is why my daddy cries on Sunday, Sunday. or something. Yeah, it's about um, Cleveland sports. So, uh, yeah, it, it's. Um, I, I think the Indians probably did a little more than a lot of us thought they were going. No, to No, but I'm do. just saying if you if you'd have yeah. piled yes. that on top
1: of on top yes. of Cavs not winning, right. and then on top and this on top of it,
0: yeah, wow, yeah. So the, the, we're really hanging the hat on on the Cavaliers for sure, and hey what you can say about the Browns is that they get another couple cracks at the plate because they're going to have the number 1 overall pick, and they're going to have another pick in the top 10 because they got Philly's pick right. for Carson right. Wentz. Right. So two and picks in the top 10. Don't mess that Let's up. Let's see how they mess that up. Good luck with that. Yeah.
1: Hey, there is a – I guess I don't know if it's a TV personality. Report. There There's somebody in Cleveland, though, that has decided if they do have a perfect record, the reverse way of 0-16, yeah. he wants a parade. What, what do you yeah. think of that? Is, is, is that? is that a shot across the bow, or is, that, is no. that just making, making the right fun? Of the there,
0: there are so many people that cannot stand that he's doing that. His name is McNeil, he, and he's—I I don't know too much about him. What I think is, is that he's gained a—he a, has a huge Twitter following, and he actually has approached the Cleveland City Council or about whoever permit, it is, right? about a permit yeah. for a parade. He's—he's he's going through with this, and then some. It is—it is, it is turned into as as it has escalated towards the potential that this could happen. Um, Another radio personality. Some other people. have. Have come out. Not just there is one person one guy right said, now. One guy said he was going to mow people down if they were in the parade. Is that right? I did. I did hear that. Woo. I did hear that. 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 And you know, he gets in front of a mic and says, "You don't want to see me anywhere because I'll fight you." And it's just like, okay, hey wow. WWE, let's just chill it. Let's take it down a little bit here. I got a great idea though for the grand marshal. <laughs> well, I got a this, great idea. This ought to be good. no, you no, should, you should have a couple great ideas.
1: Adam Jones as the grand marshal. <laughs> <laughs> with a giant garbage can and Terrell Pryor bobbleheads, are like Beanie Babies, throwing them out to the crowd. You know how they always throw candy. You can have him throwing Beanie Babies out to the crowd of
0: Terrell Pryor. I think just I, yelling "suck." I I, suck, I think Adam. Suck. I think Adam Jones would take umbrage that they would make a Terrell Pryor bobblehead. <laughs> That's possible too. <laughs> so unless he was in a trash can, in the, unless it was a bobble can, yes. with Pryor popping up, or yeah. maybe it would be, you know, sort of a Jack in the Box, but the box is a trash can, and Pryor is. Jack, yeah, then yeah. maybe uh, there you go. Adam would throw him out. All right,
1: well, speaking of Adam Jones, Sunday, it, it, um, it, it did escalate in the locker room after the game. I, I walked up to him um, in the locker room just to talk to him. I want to talk to him about what they did to Terrell Pryor. And he said, man, he goes, give me a second, I'm going to take a shower. He goes, well, I'm coming back and I'm putting on a show. I said, okay. I said, grab me. He goes, I'll grab you. I thought, okay. And suddenly he comes out of the shower and says, Adam Jones about to go live. And it was on. There are different waves out there. He came in three different waves. I was in wave number one where there were no cameras. But what we're going to do now is we're going we're to bring in Adam Jones. You can hear it for yourself. Most of you have seen it. Most of you either read it. Um, the story I put up on local12.com was wave number one um, where he had to clean up a lot of the language. Thank goodness. I think this was maybe wave number three with some cameras around where he, mm-hmm. he cleaned it up a little bit. So let's hear from Adam Jones and what he thinks of one Terrell Pryor. Now, all this
0: facades, all this fake hard that he play out on the field. That ain't that ain't Terrell. I checked this background. He's a a suburbs kid from Pittsburgh. I know you talked about it, Adam. Garbage. What what did that start with? Terrell. Garbage. There you go, right
1: there, bro. Oh, there you go. Get him out of there. You see him in there? Oh, right there. You better find him somebody to play with.
0: Is it him saying basically he could garbage against you? Garbage. All right. um, Aside from Terrell, how big is it for you? Garbage. I ain't talking about nothing else. I'm happy we won.
1: All right. He garbage. He garbage. I mean you 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 <laughs> I usually don't like that kind of stuff. I'm an old-school guy. I mean, I, I know Rick Royd makes fun of me. He's working the camera today. Uh, Chad Brendel makes fun of me. You make fun of me. I, everybody makes fun of me for being the old guy because I, I, I have certain things. I, I like the way things have to operate. I don't like okay. when I coach basketball. I don't like my kids' trash talk. I don't like any of that stuff. But i got to admit, that stuff made me laugh out loud Sunday as it was going on, and the more I transcribed it, and, and even then when I was writing I was writing the story in tears because it, it just made me laugh, and I don't know why it made me laugh.
0: I don't know why Pryor did it. No, I really don't. I don't know why. And, and, and Paul Gunther basically confirmed to us he said something. He said,
1: I don't know exactly what he said. I think he knows exactly what he said, but he, did. he said, I'm not sure exactly what he said, but it was something about, um, I'm going to cut cut Adam after today's game because I didn't really know what he was talking about. Because the way Adam phrased it initially, we weren't sure what he was talking about either. But right. basically what it was was Terrell Pryor walking up to Adam Jones and saying, I'm gonna, your, your coordinator is going to cut you after this game.
0: Well, I thought he walked up to Gunther. He did. No, okay. he did. He did, yeah. and Adam heard
1: it, but Adam heard it. Oh, okay. Him. And Paul said he didn't fully hear what he said, and I'll take him at his word. Um, but obviously, Adam heard enough to where that's what got under his skin that led to that. And again, what you saw was basically wave number three. Wave, wave number one, I, I can't, I, I'm i trying to clean this up. My, my favorite part of wave number this one... It's is like
0: watching... Remember when The Sopranos used to be on TNT? Uh, yes. <laughs> it's yes. like, it's why? Like, yeah, it's, it's it's so <laughs> pointless. Yeah, don't, don't do the cleaned-up <laughs> version. But
1: the, the, my favorite part was... Uh, towards the end, he says, "I really don't get into personal battles because I got respect for a lot of people, but certain situations just demand me to speak." Truthfully, I could give two blanks about Terrell Pryor in his career. At that point, another reporter, two blanks is more than one blank. Yeah, it is. It's it's a lot of blanks. <laughs> another at that point, another reporter started to ask about the, the job the defense did. Adam says, "No, nope. suck. What else you gotta say about him? Another question tried. Suck, what else? Another question tried. Suck, what else? Another question tried one more time. Said, you know, what about the rest? The rest of them are real good. Pryor suck. He said, You guys Which
0: he he's did. He's kind of going off the rails if he's saying the rest of the Browns are. Good. Yeah.
1: He, he says, <laughs> Pryor, you want to talk about Trail Pryor? I want to talk about nobody but Trail Pryor right now. Suck. He goes, that's it. And that's when he looked in the garbage can and said, You in there? <clears throat> you in there? And then, of course, there's wave number three. I, it, right. it, it, it honestly, he knew exactly what he was doing. He wanted to make a point. I, I think, you can say a lot of things about Adam Jones. I think Adam Jones does respect players in the game, most players in the game. I think he respects the game itself. Now, that might not have been the case when he came into the league. Obviously, he respected more about making it rain than he did um, playing the game, but he's really passionate about football, and and I think actually playing the game the right way, believe it or not. And and I think he just took so much umbrage at a a guy like this who he called a punk, Um, being a punk, that I think this is what he wanted. He wanted to make sure he understood, we shut you up on the field, and I'm going to make you look bad after the game as well.
0: Well, and I agree what you're saying, and and – I think Adam Jones does respect the game, and I think Adam Jones, despite some of what he had, I think he's passed sort of some of the the problems that he had earlier in his career. Whether you respect the guy or not, you can't, even if it's joking, you can't, threat, you, you can't say, I'm going to make you unemployed. Correct. That makes absolutely no sense, number one. It, it also makes no sense when you're on a team that hasn't won a game all year. Why, why even open your mouth? It also makes even less sense when, to borrow a hockey term, before this year, Terrell Pryor was a grocery stick. Yeah, right. He was the last guy on the roster that, you know, how you put the grocery stick down to yep. keep your groceries from somebody else's? Yep. He was the guy where on this side it's practice squad and on this side it's the 53 man roster. At the tail end of it. Yeah, the guy that separates the practice squad and the 53 man. And,
1: and, and to his credit, I mean, the, the guy's evolved into a very good, he's going to probably end up with a 1,000 yard season this
0: year. Great. Stack a couple of those on top of each other. And I think that was mostly play Adam's on a point. team that wins a game. That, that's everybody's point. You you have not earned the right to come after a guy who has spent ten years in the league, and he got into it with Morris uh, Jenkins, I believe. They got into it with a guy from the Cowboys, and the Cowboys guys also mouthy. Well, he too. got some. He got into it with somebody with the Giants as yeah, well. Yeah. I think it was Jenkins. Um, But I don't understand, and obviously this isn't the first time that we've talked about Terrell Pryor and his lack of judgment and his lack of ability to sort of uh, take the temperature of the room. His awareness hasn't been fantastic going back to his days at Ohio State and blowing that thing up, although Ohio State fans like him because that gave – Got Tresla off the door and gave them Urban Meyer, but I, I just it, it boggled my mind. And then, if if you want to come out and you want to say something about somebody in that secondary, why are you going after Adam Jones? Because
1: you, I, I, unless he thought that's going to get under his skin to the point where he's, gonna, he's going to worry more about me than about playing defense, and I'm good enough to win some 50 50 balls. And as you could tell, the Browns' offensive game plan was this run it a couple times. Throw check downs, or throw it as far as Robert Griffin could throw it, <laughs> no matter if there were seven guys covering it. I mean, that, that there didn't seem to be much intermediate stuff to all and, that. And here's so I don't know if he thought, look, I'm bigger than him, I'm going to go win 50-50 balls, and then I'm going to own him, but... Obviously, you didn't. You caught one for as 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 Patrick kept talking. How many have? One for three yards. How many? One for three yards. That's nothing
0: in this league. Here's the other part of the story that I don't know if a lot of people have talked about that Dave Lapham told me. If you watch the game, Terrell Pryor and Robert Griffin III were in the huddle yelling at each other. They were arguing. And Adam Jones came up up to, I think, Griffin Griffin and said, Why are you letting him talk? You're the quarterback. You're controlling the game. You're the blanking quarterback. Right. After the game, I heard that McCown, Josh McCown, the backup, came up to Adam Jones and said, you know what, people need to hear this about Pryor in this locker room because there are guys in that Browns locker room that don't appreciate that he's coming out and going after people every week. They don't appreciate that, that he's not being a professional. And there were Browns. At, this this is from Dave Lapp. No, I believe he, it. He said that, that it was it. that it was McCown specifically that came up to Adam Jones and said, "You know what? That's something that that he needs to hear because he's getting a little out of control.
1: He's getting a lot out of control." And obviously, Hugh Jackson t- took him to task a little bit yesterday in his press conference on Monday. So, um, just an interesting <laughs> scenario after the game. Um, I still laugh when I when I look through the transcript or even see the the, the video of it. A couple other things uh, from the game, Bengals wise. Uh, one is the running game did get back on track but but I really think if you look back at at, at the last five meetings with the Browns, the Bengals do get well mm-hmm. running the football against oh, yeah. them. They had their, their best rushing game, I believe, in, in 2014 in the second meeting against the Browns. Yeah. They had their second and fourth best rushing games last year against the Browns. They had their first and second best rushing games this year by far against the Browns. It, it doesn't tell me that suddenly the Bengal running game is back on track. It tells me that over the last five games, yeah. when the Browns play the Bengals, the Bengals own them up front. And
0: the last time the Bengals have won two in a row, the Browns were a part of it. Last year, they were a part That's of it. That's right. And now this That's year correct. they're a part of it. So I mean, the Browns are the whipping boy at yeah. this point, and the Bengals get healthy when they play the Browns, no question. But you still got to go out and do it, and the, and they did. But it is the Browns. Yeah, it is the Browns. The other thing is uh, well, no, they, but well, let's let's look at the F C North real quick, and then you yeah. get in a wild card. Basically, what has to happen is the. The Bengals need the Ravens and the Steelers combined to win one game, that's and co- that one game is the Ravens the, over the, the Steelers. Steelers. That's correct. If the Ravens or the Steelers win any other games from here on that's out, it. they're done. You're done.
1: You're done. Yeah, wild card-wise, it's far-fetched, but it's possible. You need Buffalo to go 1-2 and two the rest of the very, way. Very you possible. You need Miami to go 0-3, and, 3, and mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're on a backup quarterback because Ryan yeah. Tannehill's hurt, so that's possible. They're also
0: on a backup kicker who correct. I think
1: is from correct. RIT. Correct. You need Denver to go 0-3, and, and they're Schedule down the stretch is not very favorable. Um, you also, though, you need a combination of Tennessee and Houston to go one and two. But part of that would be the Bengals also play Houston, so that would be a Houston yeah. loss. Tennessee and Houston also play each other, so one of those is going to lose. It, it's, it's trust me. It, it, it's, it's, it's a small chance, but you know what I'm saying? I'm saying there's a chance. There, That's all I'm saying, Jerry. There's a chance.
0: There is a chance. And crazier things. I'm sure have happened along the way. I'm sure there have been been teams in this situation, but it's. I wouldn't put any money on it. I would not I put any money. No, I think the odds no. are very long. Right. Going to, right.
1: I think the odds right now are better if you make a bet on Mike Nugent missing another field goal or extra point than it is for the Bengals to make the playoffs. I think you have better chance.
0: I would agree. There you go. I would agree. All
1: right. Um. One other scenario from 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 the game the other day, and it was the it was the missed extra point. Um. Where Mike Nugent kicked it, uh, was on the ground. The Browns tried to scoop it up oh and run gosh. it back for, for two points. Uh, Marvin Lewis um, talked about that a little bit more on Monday. We're going to hear from Marvin talking about what he doesn't like about that play being a live play.
0: Yeah, there were a couple guys that took shots there, you know, and uh, you know Bowling took a shot, which was you know probably legal, but still a shot. And then Hewitt took one in the back. And uh, so, you know, those it's, it's unfortunately part of that play. And I know a lot of the reason for the change of the rule was to create a football play. Well, that's a real football play with real risk and a lot of risk. You know, what used to be kind of a harmless somewhat play as far as player injuries go now raises the level of that, obviously, when that when that can occur.
1: Yeah, and he also talked a little bit, Jed, on Sunday yeah. about uh, a similar scenario. Uh, I mean, about that scenario. But he talked about right. it a little bit, a little bit more that he didn't like it because of the injury factor. Um, I, I got to tell you, I, I like the, I like the concept of being able to score two points on an, on a missed extra point, be it a two point conversion try or a block. I think moving the distance back and and adding that element to it. I think it really adds to it, making it a football play. I mean, for a long time, it was just a dead ball play in which you you went up, you went to the fridge to get a yeah. pop, you went to the restroom to take a leak, you maybe uh, walked the dog for a second to come in and came back in. You should probably wash
0: your hands before you walk the, I forgot after that the part. bathroom. I yeah, forgot that fine. part. It's just not big yeah, I'm not a yeah. but okay. It's fine. It's, yeah, fine. it's, it's probably hypothetical anyway. It's Go probably a good idea. Yeah.
1: Um, but no, I, I think it becomes a football play. I think Marvin's wrong yeah. on this one.
0: I, I, I like the play as it is. Well, and Marvin acknowledged, I mean, Marvin's on the competition committee, right? so I think someone in his press conference on Sunday brought up the fact, hey, if you don't like it, bring it to the table next time you talk. And he said, I'm not going to bring it to the table because it has been a factor in games this year. I know at least two off the top of my head. Denver took one back against the Saints. And Kansas City
1: took a two-point conversion try back down one against against Atlanta.
0: By the way, in the Denver situation against the Saints, if I was a head coach in the NFL, every single player every single week wears white shoes. To, just to make sure, because on that play it was impossible to tell Correct. if you were looking at the sideline or that guy's shoes. And the, the rest basically said, "We don't, we don't really know." know. Can't so do. it counts Can't every tell. week. White shoes. That would be that would I would win the press conference day one. Yeah. Everyone's wearing white shoes, even and, me. Then just drop the mic and go. <laughs> just drop the mic. Wow, that guy's really on to something. <laughs> he coach a lick, but he's a genius. He's a yeah, genius but, when it comes to the wardrobe, right? But Mar- <laughs> Marvin did acknowledge. He said that that you know if I run that flag up the flagpole. No Nobody's going to salute it because it has changed outcomes of games. So you're not going to take that off the table. The only time you take that off the table is if if more situations played out the way they right. did in Cleveland, and you say, "Look, these guys have a chance to get injured." But then
1: I guess I ask you this: Can you run a block field goal back? Can you run a a, a, a long field goal if you could put a guy in the you know to return a long field goal miss? Is that not part of the game?
0: I mean, it, oh are yeah. talking about the same scenario here. Oh yeah, and that's been that's been a part of the game for a while. I think the Ravens a couple years ago did it too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: why now with this new extra point distance or on a two-point conversion try, just make it make – it, it's a live play. That's what it's been for the last two right. years now. I, I like it. I think it's great. I'm sorry that Clint Bowling got got nicked up for a bit on the play. I think Ryan Hewitt might have even taken a shot on the play if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, you had a couple guys that got hit, but – I mean, that can happen on any play. It can happen on a blocked field goal. It can happen on a punt return.
0: You, and you know what? I'm not saying that he should have done this, but it would have been funny to see if that scenario would have played out where if Marvin said before the game, if we get into a scenario where there's a blocked extra point and there's a live ball situation, everyone drop to the ground and let the Browns have. It's like when you're beating up on your little brother and let mom comes let out let and says, hey, Jimmy, you know, let him hit a couple shots or whatever. something like that. I mean, that was the cutest thing, wasn't it? The Browns trying to score on That return, that's like I, I made the point on Twitter. That's like going to your little cousin's Christmas recital. Yes, it means everything to them, and you're no. just kind of sitting there like Look this the is going, so please, pointless.
1: Please, please end this. <laughs> please end this play right now. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's I, not I, going anywhere. And, and Marvin and, and, and Marvin knows, knows that. Absolutely right. Yeah. He does know that. Uh, let's spin this ahead to uh, to the Steelers. Uh, Le'Veon Bell coming off a, a, a single game team record rushing wise. Um, the Bengals have had a hard time with him. They've actually. The last handful of games done a good job containing Antonio Brown. Um, Let's start first, though, with, with with the bad blood, if it's still there, because this is the first game the Bengals will play the Steelers back here since the playoff game. They obviously played in Pittsburgh earlier this season. Do you think there is well, still and enough?
0: And Burfict, this is the first. This time is the first Burfick time Burfick has because played. he
1: did not play in that game earlier this year. Uh, Le'Veon Bell did not play, right. if I'm mistaken, in that, in that first game uh, this year as well because yeah, he was winning too. So, suspended. So, yeah. the, so they get a chance. Um, Bell obviously got hurt in that game in Pittsburgh last year, and that led to a lot of the bad, the recent bad blood because the Steelers didn't like the way Vontez Burfick reacted uh, to it. How much do you think that, that we will see some bad blood in this game, or how much is it now? this game means a lot to Pittsburgh to maybe wrap up or at least eliminate the Bengals and vice versa for the
0: Bengals to continue to stay in in some kind of playoff race. Oh, it's... Uh, I mean, this game means the Bengals, the Bengals lose, they're done. The Steelers win, they they get the upper hand in the division. I don't think. There's... And they
1: knock you out on your home field.
0: Yeah, I don't after think, knocking you out of the playoffs, I don't think there's anything off the table in this game. I, I don't know how anyone could look at this game and say this game does not have the potential to play out like last year's wild card game did. See, I don't think it will. I, I, I don't. I, I th- no, I'm saying just in terms of the bad the, blood and, yeah. the, and the bad nature, and Mike Munchak grabbing hair on the sidelines, and all, and Joey Porter on the field. I think anything's fair game. You
1: don't? No, I think it is. I I don't because I think watching that first game, there was a couple early on, and then it kind of settled into football. And I think you've kind of gotten back to that football aspect of it. Perfect's obviously the wild card in all this. How does he handle this? How does he react to this? And Bell might even be a wild card. How does he react to this? How does he handle this? If I were to tell you this stat, and this blew me away because I was told this stat yesterday, and it really is staggering. Bontez Perfect this year, you know how many penalties he has him for how many yards? I do not. One penalty for five yards. Wow. I mean, th- th- that that's stunning. Now, he did get fined for uh, the incident in New England, which I, I still right. think was a little bit bogus, um, but... Um, that tells you that he's fined
0: a couple times this year.
1: I yeah, I remember that time. Maybe he was I just I remember that yeah. time for sure. But one penalty for five yards, um, which I think would tell him too, because he's playing at an extremely high level. We we talked about that in the podcast last week. The, the stats back it up. Didn't have a big statistical game this past game. Part of it is because Cleveland didn't complete a lot of short passes for him to make tackles on. But really, over the last. Five, six, seven weeks when he's gotten himself back into a semblance of shape. He's been outstanding. And maybe this has shown him. Maybe this is a good litmus test that says you can play with aggression. You can play with passion. You can play with energy. But you don't have to play over the top. And guess what? You can be the best linebacker in the game
0: because he's done it, right? He's done it. He has shown it. I, I just, I think when they see that black helmet, it's just a, f- a flip gets switched. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, I think it just, I, uh, especially with everything on the line. You want to talk about week two? They, you know, and the, the ref said, or the uh, the NFL said, the refs were on high alert for this right. game. And Mike right. Mitchell did have a couple of plays in that game where, if the refs were on high alert, that they, you know they, they should have gone after him. I believe there was a catch over the middle. It may have been. Uzama or Croft, where Mitchell like jumped and almost tar- targeted. Basically he targeted, targeted right. but he missed because. Right. The, but if if the receiver wouldn't have dropped, he he was in a position to where yeah. where there there could have been some serious trouble there for whoever caught that ball. I can't remember, but I don't think that when you look at week two and say, oh, there were a couple things here and there, and then they got back to football, that's fine, but. As we mentioned, this game means a lot to both teams, and that in the back of each player's mind it gives them it, amps them it gives them a situation where if they feel like their team isn't getting the breaks, that they're going to try to make some breaks themselves. I I don't think anything's off the table. I would hope Vontez Burfict would would understand basically everything you said. How well he's played, how he's been. You know, there hasn't been a lot of laundry on the field at, at his account this year, but. You can't convince me. And it's not just him. I mean, it's not just him on the Bengals, and it's not just Mike Mitchell on the Steelers. Right. I don't think that throughout this locker room, throughout both locker rooms, I don't think that these two teams genuinely like each other. Oh, no, no. I, I don't when, disagree with and that. And when they yeah, get I on the field, that's all bets right. are off.
1: Right. I, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. Um, between the two, between Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, if I gave you a choice to, get, to take one out of the mix, which one would
0: it be? If I'm the Bengals and I have to take one mm-hmm. out of the mix – I think I would take. I think I would take Le'Veon Bell out of the yeah. mix. I, I, what he did against Buffalo was unbelievable.
1: Well, what's he, what he's done this year? I mean, he's averaging 161 yards from scrimmage. He's got a thousand yards in ten games rushing. He's got almost 600 yards in ten games receiving. That would technically put him on pace for a 1600 yard rushing season yeah. if he played the whole year out and a thousand yard receiving season. Yeah, he's That's only, absurd.
0: He's only a few hundred yards behind Jim Brown for the most all purpose yards right. from scrimmage in ten games. He had 298 all purpose yards against the Bills. That's the most that franchise has given up in their history. He's the only player. In in NFL history with 220 rushing yards, 60 receiving yards, and three touchdowns in a game. He outgained the Bills by himself on Sunday, 298 to 275. Yeah. I'm taking him out of the game. You know, if I,
1: I, can. I, I would agree with you. I would agree. With you. I will get our prediction. Saying any questions, Rick Burrow. Just just double checking. All right, making sure. All right, we're all good. I just want to make sure we don't have any questions we got to answer. All right, so then quickly, prediction time.
0: <laughs> I. I think the Bengals, I think the Bengals win this game. I don't know why. Um, I think that what ha- I think the Terrell Pryor incident in Cleveland. I think galvanized maybe some of the, some of this team. Maybe they realized. And I know some people are saying that they, the the Bengals kind of want Pac Man to tone it down. But in that locker room, a moment like that where. He, other people can see that this means a lot to a guy like him. When oh,
1: there were a lot of guys yucking it up. Trust
0: yeah. me. So there was there wasn't, oh. a,
1: there wasn't a couple guys looking and going, "What are you
0: doing?" No, and I think too, you 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 you're in the locker room and you talk to the guys and they say, "What we do this year does have an effect on next year." That's right. The way we finish this year, the way we finish these games does have an effect on on Tyler Boyd be in a winning culture. Finishing 8-7-1 means a lot to this team, regardless of whether or not they get in the playoffs. For some of the younger guys to be on a winning team for the first time, to get that mentality, to put them in a better position for next year, I think they owe the Steelers one. Yeah,
1: and I mean, I I think the the other fact of of you don't want Pittsburgh coming to your place to eliminate you from playoff contention. Um, The fact of the pride of trying to finish eight seven and want to give yourself the best chance now you can you can give to where even in what has become a down year maybe you can even say we were in playoff contention till the very last week despite you know a lot of things that didn't go our way early on. I I think I think um, I think the Bengals will be ready. I think they're playing well enough that you know you look at the defense over the last five weeks. The the numbers have been spectacularly good but they've not faced a level of offense like Pittsburgh so this will be the best challenge for them in, in that span and I do think they're, they're up for that I'll go
0: uh I'll go Bengals 27-20 yeah I was gonna say 24-21 and it's it's based on a lot of people may say oh you guys are just homers you guys are unbelievable I I just don't think I think this team needs a statement win I think this team deserves to get a statement. And you don't deserve anything in the NFL, but I think these guys really understand the 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 momentum of this game and what this game can do, the, how much this game would mean to the, the, the hurt feelings that were last year, the hurt feelings that were in the game in Pittsburgh right. earlier this season when they had a chance to win, and the Tyler Boyd non-fumble was called a fumble. I mean, the, th- the things that have been stacked up against – the Bengals as it relates to the Steelers, I think propels them in this game. I do too. maybe we'll see if somebody suck after the game's <laughs> over with two. That'll
1: be great. All right. We well, thank you guys for being with us on Facebook Live. You can, uh, of course, join us each and every uh, Monday and uh, Thursday slash Friday for our Two College Basketball podcast. Not on Facebook Live, mind you, but they'll be up on Local12.com, also at SoundCloud and at iTunes. Rick Brewing, Chad Brendel, join me for that. And you can join my, uh, my my partner, Tom Gamble, and I, my former radio partner. We do the that Two guys podcast. We, uh, we're we doing one tomorrow. We were going to do it today, but, of course, the weather got in the way of traffic, so we both had to, had to postpone it for a day. You can catch that at Local12.com and also on SoundCloud and iTunes. So we got four podcasts for each and every week and we'll hope we're going to expand that as well and, and do much more and you catch all the great coverage at local 12 and local 12.com thanks for being with us for the skinny podcast